the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. It's spring, and Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island is your lawn care company. Call them today for a free quote, 401-392-1025. Check out their website, lawndoctor.com. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call them now. Get that spring program. You have the fertilizer, then you guaranteed broadleaf crabgrass control. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call Lawn Doctor today. Check out their website, lawndoctor.com, or call them 401-392-1025. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com, on this sunny Friday. Folks, what a great day to uh, ride over to PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Rhode Island's number one garden center is open for the season. Look for them on Facebook. And also right now, beautiful selection, pansy flats, pansy bags, hangers and bowls. You know, more and more people realize we are in the tail end of COVID. You want to make your property look the best it's ever looked. Beautiful tulips, hyacinthias, daffodils, hydrangeas. Where do you see the colors? Blue, white, pink. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Look for them on Facebook. You can call them at 295-4399. They're open every day. It's Debbie and Steve and Junior and Byron. And also, they carry many landscape materials. Screen loom, black, brown, hemlock mulch, crushed stone, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. They're open seven days a week, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Well, folks, I want to address, um, I do encourage you to visit my website, petro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com, if, in fact, you have a question. Uh, since I am at the COVID briefings each week and have been doing that, obviously, now for, uh, we're coming up, they started having them in May, so uh, coming up on a year, a, a year ago at this time, they were every day, but they were just online. But anyhow, um, I, I would just want to remind people of many times, you know, there's an expression, no questions, a stupid question, but uh, some people really push it. <laughs> some of the questions, I was getting a, an email yesterday from a parent, and the question was, do the kids with a prom now, a lot of proms are going to happen, which should happen, and graduation should happen. And more people are vaccinated, plus this time of year you can be outside and you can do the distancing. And they're also finding, by the way, that there's not so much spread on surfaces as they first thought. So do you remember the whole thing? If you go to the grocery store and you touch something, get it from that and doorknobs. I mean, they're just not, they're not finding that the virus really spreads that way. It really seems to spread like more just person to person. You breathe the air of someone that has been coughing or sneezing, what have you, and they have it. But anyhow... But so they are talking about prom. So I'm getting this email from this person. Do the kids have to wear the mask uh, if they're out dancing if they're outside at a prom? And first, I didn't think it was real. Like, are you what? What is the question? Do the kids? Can you find out if the prom's held outside and the kids are going to dance? Do they have to wear the mask, folks? Let's just can can we go like step back for a moment? I mean, isn't isn't the prom? I mean, for years the biggest problem is. Kids, you know, drink before a prom. Kids drink during a prom. Kids drink after the prom. Many times now with the availability of edibles and all kinds of certain uh, gummy beers and other, you know, kids are, you know, high at the prom. At some point, I, what, what, don't even, why are you even asking the, you know what my, my response was? I want the kids to go to the prom and I want them to have a good time. There's my answer. What, what are you even asking for? Do they have to wear a mask if they're dancing outside at a prom? Do, do you think the state police is going to come barging in there and shut it down? Listen, here's what should happen. The schools should t- set up everything the way they're supposed to. But if they're outside and then like and then let the kids just be the kids, these overreaching questions of people, this it's just it's. You, you have to start to think for yourself. I don't understand this reliance on it. And I know people say, well, I just want to ask. And, you know, is that really a question? I would imagine once the prom starts, those kids that want to take off the mask are going to take off the mask. 
If they're outside, a lot of them are going to have them out. I, I don't know what's going to happen if they start dancing. I'm actually more concerned that someone's even focusing on that. Does it really make a difference? Do, do you, what, can you take me, you know, let's play this through. So you have some kids outside at a prom and they're dancing and one of them takes their mask off. Do you think the music stops and a SWAT team comes in? Like, what are you talking about? I, I suggest, listen, everyone's going to chill out a little bit. It, I, I suggest they, if you're going to send your child and your child or grandchild to what have you is going to, the quote, the prom. The most important thing is that it's going to be held. And I think the, having it outside makes it a lot easier. And the biggest thing is you want them to go there and arrive home very safely. That's it. I'm sure there'll be testing before the prom. There's plenty of testing available now. The vaccine, these proms are not going to happen until, you know, May into June. Vaccine is far more readily available now. I just step back like, what are we talking about? Do the kids have to keep the mask on if they're dancing outside at a prom? Is anyone going to see? Do people, are are we going to be facing a summer of questions of, do I have to wear a mask on the beach? Do I have to wear a mask if I go in the water? You know, how about last summer, the picture, oh, look at all these people on the Block Island Ferry not wearing masks. The, the, the particles of COVID dissipate into the air, never mind the ocean air with wind, like in two seconds. It, it, are, are, are people ever going to get out of this? I, I swear I come back to the element of like, if, if you were ever on Gilligan's Island and you just keep asking questions. So to answer the question, I suggest you encourage your child or grandchild to attend be good for them to go uh even for a while they don't have to stay the whole night get them there safely get them home safely that's the number one priority if while they're there they end up kissing a boy or a girl doesn't matter or they take their mask or they really venture to the dark side and take their mask off when they're dancing i at some point, we, we, you know, you have to let these children be children. If that is your worry, that should be the least of your worries with everything that is going on. Uh, enough of this, enough of the kids have been locked up. So much has been robbed of them. It, it is time to really loosen things. But that also begins with the parents. Like, enough of this. Can they take their mask off if they're dancing out? So what do you care? So what? Then just have them sway to the music. All right. We have a lot more head on this Friday right here on the John DePietro show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers that won't come back to work. You need drivers certified help part-time full-time maybe weekend work you need the professionals at mega professionals let them find the workers for you they screen them all out they send them right over to you serving rhode island massachusetts call them today 508-336-7801 maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers office workers professionals even those in the healthcare profession mega professionals call them today 508-336-7801 again 508-336-7801 you focus on your business let mega professionals help you find the workers mega professionals 508-336-7801 have you been thinking about updating your website do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www. Spring is here. Time to contact Bethel Certified Softwash. You can text Jared a free estimate at 401 617 
2585 Bethel Certified Softwash. They have a great website. It's RhodeIslandSoftwashing.com. Outside your home, let's get rid of the grime and the stains, maybe some of that, that green algae and moss and mildew that build up over the course of the winter. Call Bethel Certified Softwash today. Again, outside your restaurant or your home or a roof or a deck or a patio or a walkway, it's Bethel Certified Softwash. Remember, it's biodegradable. It's plant safe. Look for them on Facebook, Bethel, B-E-T-H-E-L. Their Facebook page, the before and after, are just tremendous. Contact them today for a free same-day text estimate, 401 617 2585 401 617 2585 again remember they have a great website it's rhodeislandsoftwashing.com bethel certified soft wash and power wash folks you're listening to the john DePietro show weekdays we start at 11 we go until 2 it's am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at the website which is depetro.com time for our legal segment joining me uh, Rhode Island attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, I'd like to start off with the uh, the Derek Chauvin trial. Uh, moving through with the witnesses, defense already seemed to be picking up and starting their argument, uh, mentioning uh, about drugs and drug use. But um, at the same time, uh, you know, it's just so damaging with the the video and the knee. And let's uh, let's start off with the, the Derek officer uh, Chauvin trial. Yes, defense counsel um, is starting to peck away at some of the witnesses, um, getting much more animated, much more involved, and picking his shots with some of the witnesses that the state is putting up. Um, you know, every every witness that the state puts up is, when you listen to the direct testimony, devastating, and if you're the defendant, it's excruciating to go through this because you're waiting your turn to put on your experts. Um, the ER doctor who pronounced Floyd dead was asked by attorney Nelson for the defense, a lot of questions about the fentanyl in, in um, Derek Floyd's body, um, asked many things about other possible causes of death. Was it cardiac arrest? Was it caused by the drugs that were consumed? Um, you know, was Mr. Floyd compromised when he got there based upon his um, pre-existing medical conditions? <clears throat> and um, the doctor had to concede that there were some of these things were possibilities. He tried to discount them as not the strongest possibilities, but they are nonetheless possibilities. And that's what the defense has to do. They have to establish doubt. They have to establish reasonable doubt. They don't have to prove that um, things happened the way they're suggesting. They just have to prove that it's a reasonable alternative. Um, there have been other witnesses put up with the, the prosecution brought in and retired um, member of the Los Angeles Police Department yep. who uh, was a trainer who on cross-examination had to concede that he had not been trained by uh, the um, police department here in, in Minneapolis that he had simply reviewed materials that were utilized for training purposes. And his credibility was significantly, I think, undermined by the defense on cross-examination. Um, you know, the prosecution, John, is focusing, as they should, on the video showing um, Floyd on the ground and Chauvin with his knee um, up against his body presumably yep. his neck, but they parsed the video to show that in part um, Chauvin's uh, knee was on the, the, between the shoulder blades of Floyd's back for part of the time on the neck for part of the time. Got this expert to concede that you must look at the totality of the circumstances and what the officer had encountered in terms of whether Floyd continued to be a threat, whether he was continuing to resist, and the crowd that was around. Um, 
you know, this expert was trying to say, well, the crowd was making their opinions known. And the defense counsel were like, wait a minute. People in the crowd were saying to Chauvin, I'm going to slap you in your effing uh, face yeah, if you don't scream at him. You're a bomb. Right. Yeah. So I think it's fair to say that it was hostile. a hostile crowd. Yes. And I think the, the more that the prosecution witnesses try to use different adjectives to describe it and when defense counsel keeps bringing the point home again and again that this was a hostile crowd that could be perceived as a threat that has a significant impact on what you do as a police officer in uh, restraining a defendant um, who has been extremely um, combative and uncooperative I mean, just look at the video of them trying to get him into the uh, back of the cruiser in the first place. Right. Yep. So he's chipping away. And that's what you got to do during the prosecution's case. Mm. You got to just chip away. You're not going to hit home runs, but you got to keep chipping away at this. Um, Another part of this, which I think hurt the prosecution, is they spent a lot of time today going through the chain of custody of the drugs that were found both in uh, Floyd's vehicle and in the back of the cruiser. Apparently the police investigators pretty much missed all of the drug evidence Mm. on their first um, um, inventory inspection they did of both the police cruiser, which was impounded and Floyd's vehicle. So they had to go back and then thought, yep, there it is. Um, I think early on they were trying to suggest, not at trial, but beforehand, that maybe defense counsel had planted um, some of this drug evidence, you know, a la the O.J. Simpson um, allegation of um, evidence planting. Um, That didn't go anywhere. I don't think that uh, the prosecution tried to suggest that defense counsel had done this, but in the prelude to this trial, there was a lot of speculation, like where did these drugs come from? But clearly the investigators just didn't do a good job. Um, It was a necessary element for the prosecution to put on the chain of custody of this drug evidence. But I think they looked a little um, amateurish in how they went about their inventory collection and documentation. So, the prosecution's having good days overall, but um, Attorney Nelson is clearly now getting close to the time he's going to be putting on his case, and he's yeah. he's taking his shots. Yeah, um, he's doing his job. Um, you know, it seemed at first he was just sitting there, and certainly we know he's a very competent attorney, and he's going he to do a very good job when it's his turn. Um, it's just excruciating when your defense counsel to sit there and sort of take the hits uh, until you really get to put on your show. And when it's your trial and your witnesses and your evidence, it's um, a lot of this looks damning. Now, you, you know, Nelson's going to suggest in his closing. You, you saw a lot of pres- presumption and, and speculation that um, Floyd died because of the pressure of Chauvin's knee, but the defense is going to put on expert testimony to show that this man's death was as likely from the combination of drugs that were in his system. He had a high concentration of carbon dioxide in his system. He had an enlarged heart. He had heart disease. Um, and defense counsel, I think it was today or maybe yesterday, got a couple of the state's witnesses um, to acknowledge that um, Floyd, while he was still speaking, said, I took, I ate too many drugs. Drugs? I, How about that, Tim? I ate too many drugs. Wow. Now, one of the, oh, gee, I can't really tell what he was saying, but a couple of the others acknowledged it, which I think was a very good get for the prosec- for the defense, excuse me. Um, mm. To get that acknowledgement, so it, it's 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 as I've said before, it's real hard to sit there and take the right. hits. Tim Dodd, do you think are they based on what we've seen so far? Is he building a path that the jury could go down to basically like a light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak? That it was you know hostile crowd and they're yelling and the guys on drugs and 
he's a big guy and it looks like his knees on it, but it's really not on the, I mean, is he kind of laying the groundwork where the jury could say we, they just don't have him for, you know, second degree. I, I think he's working his side of the street to the best of his ability. I yeah. still don't know how he's going to get around the third degree murder charge right. that the right. judge reimposed here. I think that's going yeah. to potentially. That's a tough one. Um, wind up with impossible. a potential conviction or maybe a hung jury. But if yep. they only get him for the third degree, I still think mm. that um, uh, Floyd's supporters in the community will be um, dissatisfied with that result. Oh, yeah. One of the yeah. better points that the prosecution did bring out today, John, is one of their experts um, was asked whether or not Chauvin's conduct was excessive and part of the analysis of what is excessive um, depends on a number of factors, such as the nature of the crime, the nature of the threat that the defendant posed. And, you know, at the heart of this thing is the nature of the crime was this guy Floyd passing a phony $20 bill to buy some cigarettes. Right. It's not like he had robbed a bank. It's not like he had kidnapped somebody. Yeah. You know, it's a real... Um, in the in the panoply of criminal activity, this is way low on the totem pole. So th they're making the the suggestion that uh, Chauvin's response was an overreaction to the minor crime that he was dealing sure. with. Yeah, but you know that defense will have a counter expert to say that this was not excessive. And by the way, one of the interesting things that came out is. Uh, it's not part of policy now, but when Chauvin was trained, this use of your knee on a defendant to subdue the defendant was authorized to put your mm. knee between their back and other pressure points. Now, yep. these experts are saying, well, no, no, never on the neck, never on the neck. But um, you know that Chauvin's going to have experts from his days of training to say, oh, no, this would have been appropriate under the circumstances based on this sure. crowd. And based right. on the way this guy was behaving and resisting. And a, and a big guy. And a very oh, large like six, man yeah. who was completely uncooperative. And John, yeah. as we've said before, in every one of these unfortunate situations where there's a death and then an allegation that it's a white cop who, you know, has murdered a, um, a, a suspect of color. They all seem to start off with the the suspect resisting arrest, and from there yeah. it escalates. You yep. know, that's that's the trigger point is the resisting, and as we've said before, I mean, certainly there's a history, and you know certain communities are suspicious and think if you get stopped by the cops, it's like a death sentence, but you don't have the right to resist right. if you've been wrongfully wrongfully charged, if you've been wrongfully. Yep. Um, arrested, if you've been wrongfully prosecuted, you've got your um, redress in the courtroom to say that you were wrongfully arrested, there was no probable right. cause, and if you've got a claim for money damages, pursue it. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't think most cops are out there waiting to see what they can do to beat up or maim or no. kill a suspect. It no. starts with the resisting. That's right. Folks, quick break. A lot more Attorney Tim Dodd right here on the John DeVito Show. MEGA truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for MEGA, M-E-G-A, MEGA truck and trailer repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 24-hour mobile service, and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. 
If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. We're in an accident. Someone hits your vehicle. It's damaged in some way. Pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Folks, as you're riding along, you just never know. You could be dealing with a drunk driver, someone not paying attention. How about the people texting and driving? If you ever damage your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them 401-272-3340. Did someone damage your vehicle? Whether it's a small fender bender or nearly total vehicle, West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today, 401-272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident... First thing you want to do, call the police, fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain, 401-272-3340. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11, we go until 2 a.m., 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. Joining me, and I want to congratulate him, and folks, this is very significant, no small feat, no longer writer for the Boston Globe. Announcing it today, he is now, whoa, columnist for the Boston Globe. It's Dan McGowan. Dan, well, congratulations, Dan McGowan. Thank you very much, John. I really <clears throat> I really appreciate it. And, and uh, thank you for literally over the last decade, you have always been very good to me, always allow me to kind of promote myself. And and uh, and so you've you've been a very good friend and uh, and certainly very helpful. Uh, so, so thank you for that. And thank you. Uh, you know, hopefully we'll be able to kind of continue being able to do this every week and kind of go about things, um, you know, in a relatively normal uh, way that the exception of the one difference is I feel like I have a little bit more freedom to kind of tell people what I what I think is going on in a in a in a very straight opposed to kind of the sort of traditional news reporting way, which is, you know, you kind of have to take everybody's side and everybody's word for it. I can I can kind of cut through that a little bit more uh, than I have in the past. And so I'm really excited to be able to take that on. I love it. Now do you have a set are there set days that your column is going to run in the globe or is it free floating no, right now no. no right now floating and the, the thought process behind it is is that i read as much uh and i tend to i like to be somewhat prolific so i can read as much as i want or as little as i want and i think you know there are weeks where uh certainly i'm sure in summer as things get slower you know you're, you're going to be kind of struggling to look for interesting kind of topics to write about but you know when you have you know if i this two months ago or a month and a half ago, you know, I probably would have been writing about Gina Raimondo and Dan McKee every single day. So is, is that, you know, my, the, the, my editor, the editor of the globe, Brian McGrory basically said, you know, like have at it, do whatever you want with this. He's the one wow. that's editing me directly. Uh, and, and so, yeah, we're going to, we're going to be as, try to be as prolific as ever. Uh, although I'm sure I will burn out relatively quickly too. <laughs> I don't think so folks. And you should know, I mean, as someone that follows that Dan is a news breaking machine, he's got solid sources, always seems to be a day ahead of the, all the competition, uh, on stories. And I look forward to this. This is a new chapter because now you can also use, you get so much information, but then eh, maybe it doesn't work into a story or. It comes off as opinion. Now you can use that opinion. So I think this is going to be very exciting. Starting off with, let's talk about it. And I like to I like to talk about people where, where it's in their strike zone and what their bread and butter is. And something we both have huge interest in, and that is the Providence School, the teacher's contract, and uh, Governor McKee and Dan McGowan. You, you lay it out beautifully in your first column today. Yeah, you know, the, I, the thought process, too, was, uh, you know, 
try make sure that I, I don't sort of jump out of my, you know, normal kind of comfort place, you know, I, at least early on, I want to make sure people know that I, uh, you know, I want to have some something of an authoritative take on things. And so what we did out of the, right, right out of the gate this morning is right, uh, you know, a, a call about how this Providence takeover is going. And my, my look at this is, you know, the way I compare it is I think Governor McKee right now uh, is being treated a little bit like a substitute teacher by, by both the Rhode Island Department of Education and the Providence Teachers Union. What I mean by that is, John, you and I were, were in school not that long ago, and you always know when you have a substitute teacher in the class, yes. you can kind of, you push the boundaries, right? You can, you know, you can be a little goofier, you can get away with a little bit more. And I think happened over the last couple of weeks, especially as you and I talked about last week, uh, you know, with the, with the teachers calling for an end to the takeover, and, you know, with the commissioner kind of firing back with, you know, uh, sort of uh, slightly petty, probably responses. I think what you're seeing is, there's nobody to rein either side in. And we should be clear, the truth is that, that this, uh, you know, this disagreement, this spat between the two sides, right, it, it's long, it's gone on long before Governor McKee took office. The difference is, is that Gina Raimondo had, I think, a, a pretty firm uh, kind of control over the broader issue, right? She had her own people in the room negotiating she, you know, had the ability to pick up a phone and call everybody and say, hey, you know, to, to use her expression, knock it off a little bit. Um, yep. I think I think Governor McKee, you know, early on, he's kind of figuring out where he stands, but he, he's really trying to figure this all out. Because remember, while he's a reformer uh, and, and has always been that way, very pro-charter school, you know, this is not an issue that he ever needed to think about in, a, in any way beyond – well, what's obvious to me? Obviously, the Providence schools are are struggling. Sure, any sort of change is, is a good thing. But now he has to think about the politics. He's got a Democratic primary winner next year. He has to think about, you know, what what just teacher morale looks like in, in general, right? If, if the Providence teachers are mad, suddenly you're going to start to see, you know, rallies with teachers from all over the state who are mad. So uh, oh, there's, yeah. there's a lot of, you know, um, just other things that I think the governor has to consider. But my take in, in, in my first was he's really got to he's got to step in here. He's got to intervene because he needs to show these two sides kind of that he's in charge and that this isn't going to be something that he's going to allow to go off the rails more than it has. You have a great line. Uh, supporters of the takeover like Providence Mayor Jorge Alonso believe the answer is simple. Rip the Band-Aid off and break the contract. Dan McGowan, what's the point of taking over uh, the schools with the state if you're not going to rip up the contract? That you're, you, you, you nailed it. I mean, here's the thing. <clears throat> I talked to Mayor Lorza last week for a while, and the, this was sort of as I was making the private transition to becoming a columnist. And I was really impressed with him for his sort of a very, <clears throat> I, I think, honest and candid kind of a view of this. And and. You and I have talked about Mayor Lorza a lot. One thing about him, people may not like him. They may not like his positions on things. The guy is who he is, and yes. and, and he and he's pretty he's pretty much a straight talker on sort of where he come you know where he comes down on issues. And you know the, the thing I asked him, I didn't make it into the column. It was kind of on the cutting room floor, but I said to him, Mayor, give me an example. Give me an example of something that. Uh, you know, that, that you were you really wanted that you just couldn't get done when you were in your own fight with the teachers. And he said to me, you know, the thing is, is it's not any one thing. He said I, he, he told me that he that he remembers being in a room with his political advisors. This is during the 2018, you know, his reelection campaign. And then the city's lawyers were negotiating a contract. And he said, I told them I would risk every political piece of political capital that I have. He said, I will lose re-election if we can get something right. He said, so what, what do we have to do? <clears throat> and his lawyers turned to him and said, you could scream from the rooftops. There is nothing you can do with this contract. Uh, you know, essentially your, you know, uh, uh, S out of luck kind of thing, right? And, uh, and so he, uh, and, 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 you know, he, he kind of came to believe that there was no way uh, to really be able to get anything done if, you know, if you didn't have kind of a state intervention. And that's his take. He says, you've been doing this for more than 300 hours. You spent 
more than a million dollars taxpayer money, by the way, on, on outside attorneys, things like it's time to actually move the thing and go where this is inevitably going to go, which is to uh, to court in front of a judge. Now, folks, <clears throat> we're speaking with columnist of the Boston Globe, uh, Dan McGowan. Dan McGowan also, um, Governor McKee, you know, it's interesting. I bumped into someone on Friday who's like a big political operative and, and, and said the same thing kind of we've been talking that on the sidelines you have Seth Magazine, a general treasurer, can raise a lot of money, brings a lot of money to the table. He's sitting there waiting. And this person said something interesting. He said, we're waiting to see if McKee's going to be Charlie Fogarty. Now, I knew Lieutenant Governor Fogarty. I had a great relationship with him, but he was seen as not the most aggressive guy. A lot of people felt he really could have won that 2006 race against um, Governor, uh, Governor Don uh, Kachiri. But here's the situation. When does Governor McKee, as you say, when does he jump into the game? He has a decision to make. He, he does. And, and I know behind the scenes he is having these conversations. I think what he's trying to do is, and you hear this, I wrote this in, in, in the column today, too, that, you know, he's kind of got this habit of, you've probably heard him say it a million times, he tells you, you know, how many days he's done the job and, and sort of, yeah. it, it, it's very you know, if, if we're being honest, that's kind of a nervous mechanism. It's a, it's, it's a way to kind of say, hey, cut me some slack a little bit. And look, he, he's got a point. He, he becomes the governor during a pandemic. It's a really hard transition. I, I feel for him on all of those points. I know he is doing behind the scenes is trying to, um, you know, almost objectively analyze this. He's trying to take kind of his own motion or his own view out of this and say, all right, where do things stand? What he's going to quickly out though is that just like Merrill Lors learned, just like I mean, how many Deborah Gists, uh, Ken Wagner, just like the the past education have learned, it, this is you know it's not something you can all just sit down and and play nice and you know have no. and, and drink tea over, right? It's, <clears throat> this is hard and it's messy, and the whole point I think that's the most important thing to take away from the Providence takeover is that. There is a law in place that attorneys and state leaders believe gives the commissioner, uh, you know, essentially supreme power. You know, you're, you, you control the district. You can you, you can potentially break the contract, rip up the contract, change the contract. Um, but the problem is, is until you do that, it's just a different group of people in charge under the same exact system, which really kind of gets you nowhere. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. A lot more columnist of the Boston Globe, Dan McGowan, right here on the John DePietro Show. Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401-431-2300. MEGA, Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third-party brokers for your company, your housing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, Bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies. You can depend on MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today, MEGA Logistics, 401-431-2300. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. While the pandemic rages on, you need to stay healthy. You need to take care of your health. You need to stop it and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant. Call Marie I call her the queen of health, 401-305-3585. You've seen her store. It's right in that old white church. It's my health because, folks, it's about your health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Shop local. 
Stop it and see Marie. What do we have? Well, vitamins, herbal remedies, trusted companies, who understand quality, integrity, local products like the incredible acai berry. She also has honey, maple syrup. Marie at It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant, has over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. The service is the best, plus hemp and CBD products, plus massage therapy, reflexology, Pilates. Folks, stop it and see her. It's my health because it's about your health and staying healthy and children's vitamins. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 401-305-3585. Stop in and see Marie at It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant. Because remember, it's your health. Stop in and see Marie at It's My Health. To the John DePietro Show weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is topetro.com. Just click on Listen Live. It's time for our segment, Petro Debate. With me is one of my siblings. She is Donna Perry. She's a writer, columnist for the Sun Chronicle. And DJ, I want to start off with, um, <clears throat> I applaud Chris Christie because everyone was saying, you know, Trump was this and he lied and all this other stuff. We, we have a president right now that uh, this is very serious at how he, he did. He lied about the Georgia voting laws it's causing tremendous uh, racial unrest. Now you have a situation where Major League Baseball mistakenly, this was a mistake, pulled the All-Star game. Now they're going to go to Colorado. You're actually going to see animosity between states of now Colorado, like, haha, we have it. Even though their voting laws really are no different than than Georgia, we, we have entered into Donna Perry a, a very – you know, President Biden, who I don't think is fully there, I've been somewhat defend, you know, defending him as far as I don't think he's completely senile. But yep, whoever yep. wrote that uh, and got him involved with the, you know, this isn't Jim Crow. And Jim, when you start yelling out Jim Crow and people don't fully know the intricacies of what you're talking about, he, he is setting I, I am. You know, I know we're just starting off our segment here, but th- this we are headed for like a full scale race war this summer. Well, and, and good to be with you, um, John. That's the thing is, I think, as you're noting, the tide is turning uh, and and quickly. He's only, you know, just three months in. And I think the tide is turning and people are seeing this other side, not just of him, but maybe what are the true sort of goals of his administration and Chris yeah. Christie really I I do uh am glad to see he was unafraid to step up to the plate and just lay it out there um and I think the Republicans are are actually now stepping up to the plate quite a bit the thing about the this racial tension that I think is what is shameful is the National Democratic Party has decided, John, that it is to their advantage. It is a yes. political tool for them, which is disgusting to say, you know, we're, we're going to keep throwing the, all of this stuff out there and throw out, you know, uh, these incendiary charges, which is what they do with this stuff. And then the fact that Biden felt uh, and then they've been challenged on it to the administration and to the spokeswoman Saki. But the fact that he is you know, putting his toe in the water to that degree. And I do think that's rather unprecedented for a president to be starting to almost like call in corporate America and a major sports league to say, you know, get on our bandwagon, really. Yes. Like, I, I just think where you are exactly right, you're going to start going down a, a rabbit hole that that'll work both ways. And we'll get into that uh, comments that someone like Mitch McConnell made. Like well, that, go ahead. That, yeah, because I now. Go ahead. Yeah, because what what I am seeing, and I I do want to say before we get into some of the like specifics on what why there is lying to a great degree going on around this um, this voting bill in Georgia. Um, what's happening? And McConnell really stepped out too, and maybe Chris Christie prompted it. Like he he stepped out with a very detailed, hard hitting statement um, Monday, and he basically said that corporate America will be sorry if they continue to go down this road. 
Yeah. Uh, and he said, you know, there will be serious consequences if you want to hijack your wagon to what he called even like the far left mob, which can often have these irrational, um, you know, demands and, you know, this mob mentality to go, you know, really bully people into either quitting or yes. stopping something. Yes, or, that's what and, it becomes. And, and I applaud that governor. Georgia yeah. governor kept not backing down. Because, and, and it's, you know, and I really see right. it just, but on social media where there are people, they, you know, I'll just, they have no idea what they're talking about. Correct. They just know they were half listing or Biden didn't get into too much detail, the president, but they just start with uh, this is racist and asking someone who's black for an ID to vote is racist and you don't want black people to vote. This is all foolish. They have no idea what they're talking about, but he's the one that set the fire on this. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. And, and so then when they got asked about it, Saki said from the podium, and again, really lying here. I mean, she, yes. when she got asked um, and they said, look, the, there has been a lot of clarity in recent days because you guys have gone so hard on, on this Georgia voting law. And I think she was asked straightforward, why does the president continue to mischaracterize the truth of, of the voting and, and saying it's going to make it, quote, harder and less access to vote, which is not true. When you look at the details, they're expanding the in-person days and there's all details like that. She hemmed and hawed. And then, John, she just keeps, you know, spitting out the same talking point and said, well, he believes that it should be made easier, not harder for people to oh vote. My God. And only, you know, um, only Fox News challenges that yes. right from the podium and the rest of them stay silent. Yeah. Uh, and that's another large problem. So I think what McConnell is saying is like, be careful of what you, you wish for. Like if you I think what he's also signaling to them. The issues are going to keep just piling up to corporate America. You're, you're going to be sorry that the far left mob thinks you're like their ally on anything. And he's saying, you know what, the line will need to be drawn and then they're going to come after you. And I think that's kind of a little bit of what McConnell was signaling. And he, he just said, like, look, um, you can't function like an outside. He called it like a parallel woke, gov you know. Um, government state where the corporations and the mass media decides, oh, no, we'll decide, you know, uh, and we're all in arm in arm with the Democratic Party. Um, but I want to, if I may, I want to mention, John, what I'm seeing Go that ahead. I think is very important. And I give Brian Kemp a ton of credit here. Yes. It's too easy to fold under the pressure. That's right. Um, and I think him taking a stand now is really pivotal because yes. you're right. He has thrown out into the open, into a, an opened up a massive national debate where they're saying this notion that showing an ID to vote, which then the media for eight months would say is suppressing the vote and then now suppressing the vote of oh, showing an ID is racism. Um, and that's what Stacey Abrams and, and her organization, of course, want, want you to believe. And that's what they yep. put out there. So I and just, let's remember, Governor Kemp stood up to President Trump. And he, he did didn't. not cave like that. So you're talking about someone who, well, you know, that's he, right. he, he sees the problems that resulted because they had some some holes, gaping holes right. in, in 2020. He's doing the correct thing and, and correcting them, much like Florida now is apparently after the whole hanging Chad Bush Gore debacle. Right. Florida now is considered, from what I understand, and I had an election expert on last week. One one of the best states as far as election integrity and security, but but Donna Perry, That's you're exactly point. right. But yeah. it it goes from, you know, you can't walk back saying it's Jim Crow, it's Jim Eagle, and I mean, or it's Jim Crow and steroids, and that you know, and I and I hear like Joe Scarborough and the rest of them trying to kind of like soft pedal it and defend him, but you you went to the ninth. You know, the full DEFCON 5, as they say, when you throw right, that out, right. that resonates. And let's be very clear of how that resonates and what that phrase means for people of color. Well, that's the thing. And, and again, <clears throat> that's why I think it is critical at this moment. You have been saying for a few weeks, there's actually no bigger issue right now no. than, than this, these this voting yes. laws. By the way, the federal government, Nancy Pelosi and her bill should not dictate to Rhode Island, Massachusetts, or anywhere else how no. your secretary of state governs 
um, the vote, by the way, which is really what yeah. they want. They want to federalize everything. Um, yes. And then the, it's just going to be packed in with things that really, you know, can't be traced. But this notion has to be stopped right here and now. Um, and uh, John, you did a great job and, and, you know, you got kind of like Twitter crazy activity on it. Oh yeah. Um, and I, but Donna Perry, yeah. this also started just so people are clear. And again, folks, it's Donna Perry of the Sun Chronicle where this really started to ramp up <clears throat> was after voter ID became, you know, the new norm. You had to show an ID at the polls and, and, you know, I don't know what it's like with the Republicans in other states. I can tell you in our area, the Democrats, the unions, they always try to fail, find a way around. Yes. And then it started with, if you have to show an ID at the polls, how can we work around that? Not to have people bring an ID to the polls. They start with the mail ballots. And then we saw it last year during the pandemic, and they went full tilt. This is the big battle because nothing else matters if we don't have elections of integrity. No, and, and also, again, the lying about Georgia. And you, you brought this yes. forward. Like, and you're very correct, John. It is also... It is a lie to say, because this is part of the the argument in Georgia, that you have to have a photo driver's license. And they said, well, a couple of hundred thousand people, they don't have a driver's license. That's not true. You, nope, in other words, right. you don't need that. You can have a state issued non-driver yes. identification and they for free. John, yeah. they take. I, I mean, I'm just saying you, you could be a person who lives in a tent under a bridge. You know what? You actually have a social security number. You Correct. were you were born. You have yes. a number. And guess what? Any, you know, social service agency can help you get your social security card. So yep. it is just a lie. It is like, I don't know who that wouldn't include. Who, how do people function? And you've talked about this. Like, you can't. Are, are you telling you can't. me, like you say, you go to get tickets for a really cool concert that you go to? Yep. Um, you do have to show an ID to pick that up at the window. Yes. Um, yep. And you made the analogy, of course, at the baseball stadium. And, you know, we can get into that. So the gross hypocrisy, the ridiculous stance of um, Major League Baseball. John, they, they don't know what they're doing by doing that. They don't. We're going to take a quick break, folks. A lot more Donna Perry of the Sun Chronicle right here on the John DePietro Show. This portion of the John DePietro Show, folks, is brought to you by Brothers Disposal. Call Brother Roland today, now offering weekly trash collection services, Brothers Disposal. Look for them on Facebook. They have those purple dumpsters, and the Facebook page stands out, purple and yellow. Brothers Disposal, again, offering weekly trash collection services. Call for an estimate, 401-688-0517, 401-688-0517. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal today. Put a purple dumpster in your driveway. Maybe you're doing some spring cleaning, or maybe you want to clean out that basement, the garage, the attic. Call Brothers Disposal today. Get a purple dumpster in your driveway, 401-688-0517. And remember, now offering weekly trash collection services. Call for an estimate. It's Brothers Disposal, 401-688-0517. It's spring, and Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island is your lawn care company. Call them today for a free quote, 401-392-1025. Check out their website, lawndoctor.com. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call them now. Get that spring program. You have the fertilizer, then you guaranteed broadleaf crabgrass control. Your best lawn ever guaranteed call lawn doctor today check out their website lawndoctor.com or call them 401-392-1025 